Word of the Lord this morning. I even I pray that we can add something to this meeting and to your life today. Amen. The book of Amos, Amos chapter 3, verse number 12 and verse number 13. Also in Luke chapter 11 and verse 21. Amen. It takes me about a half a morning to get this old rough gravelly voice cleared up, so you'll have to bear with me. Amen. If you found it, say amen. Amen. Listen this morning. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, an adversary there shall be round about the land, and he shall bring down thy strength from thee, and thy palaces shall be spoiled. And then he went on to remind them, as the shepherd taketh out of the mouth of the lion two legs, or a piece of an ear, so shall the children of Israel be taken out that dwell in Samaria in the corner of a bed and in Damascus in a couch. Amen. Lift your hands again and pray that this anointing would continue Amen. through this service today. Praise God. God bless you, may be seated. An adversary there shall be even round about the land. And he shall bring down thy strength from thee, and thy palaces, thy palaces shall be spoiled. Luke 11 and 21, When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all of his armor, wherein he trusted and divideth his spoils. We have an adversary this morning. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom He may devour. He is not interested just in injuring you. It's his pleasure and intention to devour you. Amen. I want to preach this morning on guardians of your own palace. Guardians of your own palace. Amen. We have an adversary. That's going about the land. And he's wanting to bring down your strength. And he's wanting to spoil 
your palace. But when a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. Amen. I'm not by any means with this title suggesting that you can be saved simply by yourself. Amen. We understand this morning that we cannot be saved without a preacher in our life. Amen. The Bible said where no oxen are, the crib is bare. But by the strength of the ox is much increase. How beautiful are the feet of them that bring this gospel. I'm going to tell you the most blessed day in your life is the day a preacher walked into your life. Praise God. And thank God for that continuous reminder, amen, that the ministry brings as we are corrected and instructed by the Word of God. But after the preacher has done everything that he is responsible to do to help you be saved, then you must do something to save yourself from this untoward generation. Amen. We can minister and preach and counsel, but the Bible says that you must keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Amen. We got to have a preacher. But at some point, you as an individual, Amen, and you as a husband or a father, you must put something individually into this, Amen, to guard your own palace. Praise God. Now, I'm just a practical preacher this morning. Amen. I guess I would have to say a practical old preacher. Amen. I see things mostly in black and white. I don't wear any rose-colored glasses. Amen. But about 90% of the people that we get in church, in our church, they come from dysfunctional backgrounds. Now, maybe it's different where you came from. Amen. But I'm telling you that most of the people that we pray through, they come from dysfunctional backgrounds. Amen. We don't see many normal families. In fact, abnormal has become the new normal. Amen. And when they come, they bring a lot of baggage with them. Amen. I mean a lot of baggage. Amen. Past addictions and divorce, broken home situations and Amen. And totally irresponsible and the effects of drugs and addictions that they bring with them, amen, to the church. Uh, and we've got to try to shape out of that raw material, amen, somebody, amen, that can be saved in the kingdom of God. Amen. And uh, I, I'm just telling you that Amen. It takes, it takes a lot of preaching and a lot of church and a lot of teaching. Amen. To shape and mold and remake. Amen. These folks that comes out of this world. 
Amen. A lot of the folks that we pray through, amen, we have to not only teach them how to love God, amen, and to live right, but we have have to teach them how to love one another. We have to teach them parenting skills. Amen. When both parents have been come up in dysfunctional families without mothers and daddies that were normal, and they spent years in the penitentiary, they don't even, they know how to have kids, but they don't know how to parent kids. Well, and we have to teach them work ethics, amen, how to get a job, and how to keep a job, and how to pay bills and have to teach them hygiene and how to dress and how to present themselves. Well, that's the way we have to do it. Praise God. And it's, it's a full-time job. Even so many of the people that we pray through, even they come off of the street and they have a street mentality. They come from a throwaway society. Amen. They think the way to handle every disagreement is with physical force. And I'm going to tell you, it takes a lot of preaching to change that. It takes a lot of heaven, Holy Ghost Church, even to reverse even the effects of lifetime habits and family influence. Well, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Even so many times they have to unlearn before they can learn. You've got to take so much out of them. Amen. And uh, to get all of the influences that they brought with them from their dysfunctional background. Amen. A few years ago I started hearing even some new terms that I'd never heard before. And they were so foreign to me. I begin to hear the word baby daddies and baby mamas. Amen. And it took me a while to understand even really what that means, but that's really talking about social misfits and renegade fathers that's reneged on their responsibility. Even any man and woman can get together and have kids But it takes more than that, amen, to be godly, God-fearing, Holy Ghost-filled, amen, parents. Praise God. I have a little saying that I've used through the years that salvation is the miracle of a moment. But the making of a saint is the task of a lifetime. Amen. You can walk in here off the street. In this service today, have no knowledge of God, understand nothing about the Bible, and you can leave here born again of the water and the Spirit. Your name on the Lamb's Book of Life. But brothers and sisters, it'll take you the rest of your life, amen, to become, amen, a perfected saint of God. Amen. The making of a saint is the task of a lifetime. Praise God. There is an agenda in this world that we're living in to destroy the family unit of one man and one woman. Amen. It's been said that a man's home is his castle. 
or his palace. Uh, I'm going to tell you here today, the most valuable possessions that you own is your family. Your children, your husband, your wife. Hey, but there's things, uh, he better not as important as your family is. Lift your hands and praise him. Praise God. Guardians of your own palace. Amen. Let me tell you, material things can be replaced. But the devil and hell has zeroed in. Amen. On families. And is bent on destroying as much as it can. Amen. From the laws that the Supreme Court make, it only, amen, it only... Even helps this world along in their effort to destroy Aban families. Uh, the real joy that we have this morning is not in the toys we own or the things that we possess and we feel Aban so confident in having, but we are being robbed of our most valuable assets. Aban, the people that sit across the table from us. Amen. We are under attack today. I'm telling you, every principle that made us great, even is being challenged in this present hour. You believe that? Everything. Praise God. Even it's just a different world than the world that I came up in as a young man. Amen. Coming up. Eben, we were raised with such strong family values and Eben felt the closeness, uh, Eben, of a tight, close-knit, loving family. Eben, but 65% of young adults, Eben, shack up without a marriage commitment in their life. Three out of every five marriages ends in divorce. Uh, have been fighting and unfaithfulness and bitter custody battles has become the expected behavior of this society that we are a part of. I read where there's 1,600 divorces finalized every day in the United States. And I'm going to tell you a shocking fact is that it's got into the Pentecostal ranks. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Romans chapter 1 describes, amen, this untoward generation. A generation that has, amen, digressed to where it's more, it's more animal, more beast than human. Amen. Amen. It's like a massive destruction derby. Amen. It's going on and everybody ends up bent. Amen. And damaged. Praise God. Amen. And those are the people that we are reaching out and trying to save. Out of that environment and out of that world. I know just recently, Amen, when you look at all that's happening, it's astounding. Amen. We can't even imagine. Amen. We look at what goes on 
in the Middle East with all the human slaughter that ISIS does, but right here in our cities and our communities, uh, amen, it's rampant. It's, it's, uh, it's almost like they've lost their sense, uh, amen, of reality. Just recently in one of our little neighboring communities, 20 grown men repeatedly raped a 13-year-old mentally handicapped girl. Amen. Unheard of. Amen. And we, I read where kitty, kitty porn is an $8 billion a year business. Amen. Six to eight year olds are being, amen, sexually abused and sold by their warped parents. Uh, I read where there's over 700,000 runaway children in America. 3,600 abortions are performed daily. Eben recently came out that Eben parent, Planned Parenthood that is subsidized by your tax dollar. Eben is selling body parts from living babies. Eben, that's an astounding fact. That's the world that we live in. And I'm telling you, we better gather in close and we better get the strong man at the door. Eben to preserve and guard the palace that God has given to us. Sixteen percent of America, amen, we were founded on in God we trust, amen, and believing in God. And sixteen percent of the American population claim no religious faith at all. One of the most disturbing things that I have heard in the last few years, and I read this, amen, 85 percent of kids raised in the apostolic movement upon reaching adulthood, leave the church and never come back to the church again. Amen. That is an astounding figure. Praise God. Amen. Over one million teenage pregnancies. Amen. In the world. Amen. It was said last night. Amen. Brother Howard, we are in trouble. I said America is in trouble. Praise God. And while that's pushing against us and creating pressure every day, heaven, you have got to guard your palace. The devil is out to spoil it. He doesn't care whose family he destroys. He doesn't care what damage he does even to your life. It's going to take a whole lot of Holy Ghost power and anointing to keep us from this untoward, unclean, perverse generation that we are living in. Even Solomon said, they made me the keeper of the vineyard, but mine own vineyard have I not kept. Praise God. While I'm looking at this untoward generation, and I'm astounding and amazed at what they're allowing. Heaven, I cannot be rocked to sleep. I cannot lose my vigilance. I cannot get off my guard and go through one week without victory in my soul. Amen. I'm going to tell you, it's time. It's time for us to put Heaven on a fresh garment of praise and worship. Heaven, you better thank God today for a strong preacher in your life. 
You didn't get here on your own. And you won't sustain yourself. Yeah, man, without a strong church and a strong preacher. I'm going to tell you, the church is our refuge. The church is our sanctuary. Praise God. David said in Psalms 48, Even let Mount Zion rejoice, and the daughters of Judah be glad because of thy judgments uh, or thy statures or rules. Uh, walk about Zion. Amen. Just take a look around the church tonight and then look at where you came from. Amen. Go round about her. Tell the towers thereof. Mark ye well her strengths, her defensive places, uh, her bulwarks, uh, and consider her palaces uh, that you might tell it to the generation that is to follow. I'm going to tell you, we've got to preserve this apostolic holiness way of life, uh, not just for our own sake, uh, but for the generation that's coming behind us. Hallelujah. I want my, my grandchildren, amen, in time to come when I'm passed off the scene, heaven to still be having church just like we're having church today. I want them to still be hearing the voice that we're hearing, amen, in our lifetime. I want them still to love and respect and honor old time apostolic Holiness, separation in their life. I am so sick of this progressive lifestyle that Pentecostals are hey, adopting to. Amen. Hey, these educated, talented, hey, progressive young preachers. Hey, when they've got it together, they can stand up. Hey, when they can speak with eloquence and they put it all together. But they don't have the convictions because it was not born, hey, when in sacrifice. It was not born in prayer meeting. It was not born in suffering. Amen. I'm going to tell you, you better thank God again that you came up under. Amen. A strong, amen. Decisive, amen. Apostolic minister. Praise God. Praise God. I don't know. I, I'm not. I mean, education is a wonderful thing. But I think we put so much emphasis on that. That somewhere we get out of balance on the on the anointing. On hearing from God. I said that education to a preacher is like a curl on a pig's tail. It looks impressive, but it don't add anything. Praise God. We need to hear from heaven. We need to have confidence that when our preacher walks to the pulpit, that it's thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord. That is your only hope. That's the only way the strong man is going to keep your palace from being destroyed. 
Consider her palaces that you may tell it to the generation following. Amen. Genesis chapter 15. I'm not going to go into this heaven complete story, but Abraham, Abraham is asking the Lord, Abraham, you've made some wonderful promises about my future. Amen. How I'm going to be blessed and multiply. Amen. But I need an assurance of how these things are going to be. And God let him know that there was even a sacrifice involved in securing the blessings even of God. And God began to tell him, even prepare even a three-year-old heifer and a three-year-old she-goat and a three-year-old ram and a turtle dove and a pigeon. And God spelled out exactly how it was all to be even arranged on the altar. Amen. And it was a strenuous, hard, laborious job that Abraham went through. I don't know how many days, how many hours, uh, but I can see him with blood splattered garments. Uh, I can see him with the weariness etched upon his face. Uh, but he finally had the sacrifice. Uh, he'd been laying on the altar. And the Bible said it was evening time. And the sun was going down. And a horror of darkness. Uh, he'd been sleep engulfed upon this weary, weary Abraham. And as he momentarily gave in and fell asleep, the Bible said the vultures, the fowls of the air, came down and descended on the sacrifice that he had worked to prepare and present to the Lord. But thank God he arose and took his cloak and drove the vultures off of the sacrifice and said, you don't get this. There's too much work equity. Even too much labor has gone into this. You may not understand or appreciate it, but every time your man of God gets up on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night and Thursday night, he's driving the vultures out of your family. He's driving the fowls of the air out of your life. Before you question heaven, his stand on things that he has to become vocal and expressive about, you better stop and think, uh, even he's doing this to save me and my family. He's been from the fowls of the air. It used to be, amen, that life was so simple and all we had to worry about was keeping, amen, keeping the devil at bay and keeping the church inside clean. But in the last few years, I'm telling you, your very home has been invaded. Some way the devil is circumvented. And he's found a way. Amen. Into our very homes. I'm going to tell you. Amen. I hope you hear me this morning. But you better not underestimate the power of darkness. Don't you ever forget that the devil controls the entertainment world. He controls the electronic media. He controls social networking. Now I'm going to tell you, I think it's one of the greatest dangers 
Heaven, you can come to church and shout and worship and praise God and clap your hands and respond to preaching. But brothers and sisters, when you go home, heaven, you better let God, heaven, put a strong man at your palace door. We've lived to see the time when Pentecostal parents and kids Heaven are totally addicted to video games. Can't have a family time. Can't sit down to a meal together. Amen. It's just action, activity, involvement. Amen. We're losing something. We're letting something slip away. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. These statistics were given to me. They've been by a friend of mine not long ago, but I, I'm going to take time to read them. Because the Bible said in Proverbs 4 and 23, Keep thy heart. Keep thy heart. With all diligence. We can preach to you. We can, we can help cultivate. Amen. A godly atmosphere. But when you walk out of here, heaven, you have got to be the one, heaven, that puts the stop at the door and keeps your mind clean. I'm telling you, one click, one click can take you to a dark world that you can lose everything of value in your life. Thirty percent of the world population is on the Internet. Eighty percent of folks in the United States is online at any given time. Eight hundred million Facebook status updates every day. 250 million tweets daily. 84% of all social media happens on Facebook. The average adult will spend nine hours of media time daily between work and home. The average smartphone is checked 150 times per day. And the average talk time is two hours per day. Listen at this. 40% of all men surf porn sites. You say it's not happening in Pentecost? You better pull your head out of the sound, out of the sand. What happens in the privacy of your home or your office? Only you and God. No one can control. 33% of all marriages, all divorces, all divorces in 2012, they say that social networking was a contributing factor in the breakup of their marriage. It's a serious issue. And we're not going to be saved just because we hope we're saved. Praise God. I'm going to tell you something else. I hope I don't cross you this morning, but there is a major plague in Pentecost of prescription drug addiction. It is amazing. The Holy Ghost is supposed to be the answer. Where is the joy? Of our salvation. What?
happen to God being able to deal with our realities. My God have mercy. Amen. Amen. Pain medications and anxiety medications. Amen. Prozac. Amen. And, and, and Xanax and, and Valiums. Amen. People take them like candy and they end up in a haze and a, in a world of unreality and they come to church and they can't grasp the preaching and, and they can't get a hold of the move of God. Amen. They live. They live. Heaven, I'm telling you, it's a plague. It's a plague. If you think it's not happening in your church, I'm sorry. Heaven, it's happening in Pentecostal churches across the country. We need a deliverance. I am the Lord that healeth thee. We need deliverance. We can't allow. While we condemn that poor street drug addict. We comment about how sad it is that he has fallen to that plight of dependency. And I'm telling you, there's people that are in the church that claims the Holy Ghost, that has the revelation. And yet their whole world revolves around a pill bottle. And only you, only you, can be the guardian of your palace. My, 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 my. Thank God again for a strong voice. A strong preacher. You can be seated. Hallelujah. There was an Old Testament law. Amen. Of the law of inheritance. Numbers chapter 36 verse 7. The law was given. So shall not the inheritance... Of the children of Israel be removed from even tribe to tribe. For every one of the children of Israel shall keep himself to the inheritance of the tribe of his fathers. Amen. You have a responsibility amen, to follow the teaching and the leadership amen, of a godly pastor in your life in church. Amen. If you go back, amen, and see when this pro- this promise or this law was given, amen, 592 years later, amen, a simple little man by the name of Naboth that only had a small vineyard, amen, it wasn't expensive as others around him, but he said, this is my inheritance. It may not be as big as yours, but I got it by inheritance. I didn't buy it. Somebody else even got it. And I am the benefactor of that inheritance. I'm here to tell you, even you didn't discover this. Even you didn't create Pentecost. You're not the one that made the apostolic movement. All you did was come along and inherit this. And we don't need you selling out what somebody has paid For us to have and possess. Praise God. 592 years. Naboth said, so what if it costs me my life? Amen. This is staying in the family. 
This is my family inheritance. I'm not selling out to worldliness and bigger fields and bigger vineyards. I'm not trying to find having bigger, having more expressive, lucrative crowds. I'm going to hold on to this inheritance. Praise God. I didn't discover it. I didn't create it. Heaven, I came along. Heaven, and now my children and grandchildren are fifth generation Pentecostals. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to preserve this. We're going to fight to keep the palace right. We're going to fight to keep the heart pure. We're going to fight to keep the church on the right line. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 35. God said, I'm going to teach Israel even a lesson about commitment and even home life. Amen. He sent to the house of the Rechabites and said, bring this group of Rechabites into the house of the Lord. Bring them into a private chamber, probably in seclusion. They'll even do things they would not do if they're being observed. And give them wine to drink. And he said, I set before them pots full of wine and cups and said, drink ye wine. Amen. It was almost like it was a commandment. But they said... We will drink no wine. For Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, this was not a commandment of the Lord. Our father commanded us, saying, Ye shall drink no wine, neither ye nor your sons forever. And I'm telling you, this came along 448 years since the time that it was spoken by Jonadab, the father of the Rechabites. Uh, I'm going to tell you, hey, but I don't care who changes. I don't care what they do across town. I don't care what they do in your family gathering. Uh, I don't care what they do in laying down their commitment. Hey, but we have received a mandate. We have made a commitment. And we will not violate that. And God did this for a purpose to bring Amen this fact to Israel because he said, Thus have we obeyed the voice of Jonadab in all that he charged us. And God said to Israel, I have spoken to you rising early and speaking, but you hearken not unto me. How is it? That this tribe and this family would be so committed that after 448 years, hey man, they would stand and say, hey, but no way, Jose. We ain't giving up. We're not violating. Hey, but we heard our father say, hey, but it passed down from hey, but the first generation and we got a hold of it. And he said, drink no wine forever. And that's exactly 
where we stand. I'm going to tell you this morning, and you realize this, but your life's defense of your palace being strong and pure is a strong church. I feel, I feel compassion and sympathy for poor saints in these churches where the preacher is reconsidering. Amen. And making a change. You know, you don't have to change that much. If you're taking off from point A and you're headed, amen, amen, to a destination, one degree, one degree can put you to miss your mark, amen, by miles and miles and miles. Thank God for this meeting that keeps bringing us back and correcting our course and giving us a compass reading. It's very sad in the area that we are pastoring in, laboring in. Amen. I'd be hard-pressed. I know this sounds, amen, I, 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 just, I can't help how it sounds, but I'm telling you, I'd be hard-pressed to recommend a church, amen, in the Houston metro area. And to think that all these people that I've made reference to with the statistics are wandering the streets out there somewhere. And their only hope is God. And their only hope is the same gospel that got you out of sin. And a preacher that will level with them. And they're not going to find it. They're not going to find it. Thank God for the defense of our palace and the fact that we have, amen, a strong preacher and a strong church. The strength of your home life is greatly influenced by your local church. Amen. Praise God. Where you have a strong, balanced church, you're most likely to see strong family units. Families that understand the principles. Your shepherd is the most important person in your life. When he found you, when God sent the shepherd by, there wasn't much to work with. Two legs and a piece of an ear. He saved your marriage. He saved your children and kids from drugs. He saved you from yourself. And He will continue to do so until the rapture takes place. Would you lift your hands and let's praise Him. An adversary there shall be even round about the land, and he shall bring down thy strength, and thy palaces shall be spoiled. But when a strong man keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. God bless you. Let's stand again.
and thank God for strong church and strong preaching and Holy Ghost salvation. God bless you in Jesus' name.